The title of the message this morning is Joy in His Presence. Doesn't that sound lovely? Joy in His Presence. Isn't it wonderful that you and I can experience joy in full measure, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full? Joy in His Presence. And you know what? This morning has been such a blessed time of outpouring of the Spirit, of joy, of freedom. I give thanks to the Lord for what He is doing. We praise Him. Now let's start off with Psalm 16, verse 11. And it says there, In your presence is fullness of joy. Please say the word joy. In your presence. Where do we find joy? It's in the presence of our King. It's in the presence of the Lord. At your right hand are pleasures evermore. And I felt the Holy Spirit said, just take us a moment right here for more of the joy of the Lord. So here we go. Would you just begin to receive of the joy of the Lord right now? I pray for the release of joy right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, let joy just break through in your people now in the name of Jesus. Those things that are holding up the innermost being, those things that are blocking the innermost being are commanded to be removed in the name of Jesus. And we speak a release of joy in the name of Jesus. Now you just begin to receive what the Lord does.
More Lord. More of your presence, more of your joy. We need it, Lord. <laughs> Pastors, you just begin to move through and just lay your hands on people as you, as you feel the Lord lead. Just begin to move through. Just lay your hands on people. Oh, patara ya sombro koprete ye sembre, matatolo ya sombro, matanto ye sembre kiyeso, brata. Drink, drink of the Holy Spirit. It takes time to drink in, drink in, drink in, drink in of the Spirit of the Lord. He is so good. The Lord is good. His mercies endure forever. He rejoices over you with singing. Your God rejoices over you. Thank you, Lord. I pray for even more of the joy of the Lord here today. I know that I need more of it. I know that every one of us needs more of your joy today. So you just keep on drinking in, drinking in. This is the time. This is the time. That's it. We wait on you, Lord, for more. One last thing, put your hand on your belly here. This speaks of your innermost being. John 7:37 says, Out of the innermost being will flow rivers of living water. And I thank you, Lord, that you have begun to just cause a flow on of water out of the innermost being by your spirit. And I pray for every one of these people that there will come a new release in their lives at this point in time of the flow of the wonderful spirit of God. 
and I speak to the innermost being and I say, let the river flow. Let the river flow. Lord, for some people, this might be completely new, and we pray that they would let the river of God flow, that you would cause it to flow through their lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's bless the Lord. Let's bless him. Let's bless him. So in his presence is fullness of joy. At his right hand of pleasures evermore. I'm going to carry on ministering because I believe that the word also helps us to be able to walk in these things. The next scripture, Romans 14 verse 17 says, But the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. We're talking about joy in his presence today. I'm so glad that I'm part of the kingdom of God because it is a kingdom in which the joy of God is in evidence. It's a kingdom of righteousness, of peace, and of joy. And I believe that these three elements are linked, righteousness, peace, and joy. I don't believe it's just by chance that they are there listed next to each other. I believe it's highly intentional of God to do so. So these three are linked, and I base that in part on Isaiah 32, verse 17, which says, the fruit of righteousness is peace. In other words, the effect of righteousness is it produces peace. But further to that, I believe that joy is also linked to righteousness. And these three things work together. And if I can put it this way, righteousness results in peace. And then peace sets the platform for joy to be experienced in our lives. So if I could say here, number one is righteousness. Number two is peace. Number three is joy. When we talk about righteousness, what are we talking about? that we are made righteous by the blood of Jesus, but together with that, we are talking about right living, okay? Out of that place of righteousness in God and right living, we have peace that is automatically generated in our lives. And out of that, peace creates a platform then for joy to be experienced. You might have somebody who says, well, I want the joy of God, but I don't wanna live in right relationship with God. That doesn't work out. I want the joy of God, but I still want to hate this person who did me wrong. I still want to hate people in my past. No, no, no. Forgiveness is righteous. It is righteous to forgive somebody who's hurt you, who has done you wrong. And as you fulfill that and forgive, because God has forgiven you, peace comes into your life. Praise the Lord for peace the Prince of Peace. And out of that place of peace, there's the platform for joy to be experienced in our lives. God has plans with how he sees things implemented in our lives. And so this is it, righteousness, peace, and joy. We are focusing on joy. Now, look at this biblical definition of joy. Calm delight, gladness, true contentment, a quality of being grounded upon God himself and derived from him. Rick Warren defines biblical joy as follows. It's also on your screen. Joy is a settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of my life. 
the quiet conf uh, confidence that ultimately everything is going to be all right, and the determined choice to praise God in every situation. Of that first definition, I love that point, a quality of being grounded upon God himself. I would say that that's the most powerful of what is on that screen right there. What is joy? It is a quality that comes into your life from being grounded on God himself. It is derived from him. It is, so to say, mined from him. We get our joy from the Lord. Can you say amen? Now, number one, Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy above his companions. Please say that with me. Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy above his companions. Now, that's very interesting. That might be a scripture perhaps that you've not really seen or noticed before, and it's found in Hebrews 1 verse 8 to 9. It says, but to the Son, he, that's the Father, says... Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness. Do you see righteousness coming out here? You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness. We're talking about joy in his presence. He's anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. Now, just notice in that scripture that I think there's two places where the word righteousness appears. And so it says, you have loved righteousness, therefore God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. My question is, why did the Father anoint Jesus with joy? Because he loved righteousness. Do we have any people here today that you say, I love righteousness. I love the righteousness of God, and, and as to the best of my ability, I'm endeavoring to walk in the righteousness of God. And let me tell you, good news is that you can expect more joy in your life because you are fulfilling the conditions to experiencing the joy of the Lord. Now, notice the last part of verse 9. It says, God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. This is speaking of Jesus. Jesus was anointed with the oil of gladness more than your companions. In other words, Jesus had more of this thing called the oil of joy than people around about him. Jesus had great joy in his life. It was unusual joy. It was beyond what people around him were experiencing. And I think, well, I wonder why did Father God anoint Jesus like that? Why was it necessary? I'm not exactly sure to be quite honest, but it's wonderful and it, and it depicts to us who God really is. He is full of joy. What a wonderful God we serve. And so I believe that Jesus' life was marked with unusual joy. And he was a true example of joy. I remember meeting with a man called Bruce Marciano some years ago. I was interviewing him on radio about his role in Matthew, the visual Bible. He played the role of Jesus. But he really took this as a spiritual call of God on his life to play this role. And he began to read and research and try to understand the real heart of Jesus, the real way in which he was on earth. And together with a team of researchers, this scripture was pivotal in their understanding that Jesus was anointed with the oil of joy more than his companions. 
And it was as though God spoke and he said, Bruce, you need to represent me in the way I am. I am anointed with joy. I have an abundance of joy. And that's why the scripture says, Jesus saying that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. And so he went into this movie producing this in a way which I believe uh, was remarkable. As people watched it, they saw Jesus, a man anointed with joy. Yes, he was a man of sorrows in terms of the suffering he went through. But let me tell you, as he was walking the earth, there was great joy that marked his life. Now, oil of joy. What is this all about? I'm not one of those preachers that's going to decant little things of oil, bless them, put my face on them and sell it to you for 200 bucks each. <laughs> Yay, thank goodness. I want to tell you, that's crazy stuff. Don't get into that, all right? Now, in terms of this oil, in terms of the oil that is spoken about in Scripture, in expl explaining that, in biblical times, what would happen is there would be feasts and there would be weddings, and oftentimes at feasts and weddings, there would be bowls of oil here and there, maybe at the door, maybe somewhere else. They would oftentimes be fragrant oil, and the guests could come at different times. Those times, weddings could last for several days, and at times you would come, take a little bit of oil, and maybe rub it on your hands, and rub it on your neck, and you would be refreshed, and you would perhaps smell a little better. Maybe that was needed very much so. And so it was quite lovely. It was for the refreshment and the enjoyment of the guests. And in the same way, God wants His oil of joy to be placed upon you and me for our refreshment. God wants us to be refreshed with his oil of joy. And what's happened today? As we've come here together for a celebration service, we've experienced some of the refreshing of the oil of joy. The guests have been refreshed. It's been for our enjoyment because you know what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. It makes us strong. We need joy to be able to be strengthened. And so this has been a celebration service where we've got more joy as a result. But in your quiet time, you can have a time of getting more joy. As you're driving along in your car, listening to good praise and worship music, and you're just singing to the Lord, the joy of the Lord refreshes your soul. And so Jesus is our model or prototype, and we walk in his anointing. And I believe because of that, we can know that we can experience that same anointing of joy in our lives that Jesus had. Can you say amen? amen? Number two, we need God's enabling power. In other words, his help to live a joyful life. When you look at society around you, and all of the difficult things that are going on in the world around about us, you can't look to the world for your joy. <laughs> you cannot. You cannot look to the world for your peace. The moment you get overly focused on those things, it is a joy stealer and a joy killer. But the thing is, in Nehemiah 8 verse 10, there is this scripture which says, actually you can read it together with me, let's read it. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You cannot speak about joy, I believe, preach about it without referring to the scripture. Now, three words that I'd like to point out to you there is the words of the Lord. Yes, it is speaking about joy, and it's speaking about the fact that we will be strengthened, but it is the joy of the Lord. 
This is not your joy. This is God's joy. It's the joy of the Lord. Now, do you realize that you and I, listen carefully, we cannot generate joy by ourselves. We cannot. You can try to be happy, put a smile on your face, put your, put your eyebrows on. You know the ladies that paint those eyebrows and stuff? I was chatting to a lady the other day. I said, ma'am, it seems like you've drawn your eyebrows a little bit too high. She looked surprised. Some of you getting that. And so you cannot generate your own joy. Do you realize this? This joy is of the Lord. And you know what? That is liberating. Because it's not like you have to pick yourself up by your bootstraps. No. This is something that we receive from God. It's as though we plug in. And this morning has been a time of plugging in. And you walk out of here and there's greater joy. You know that our security guards at times have said that they see the difference in the people's faces after they leave church. Everybody looks happy. <laughs> Please don't look miserable when you're coming to church, okay? But it's great that you're leaving looking happy. Because you've been plugging into God. And it's His joy, which is your strength. You get strengthened by it. Praise the Lord for that. And let me tell you, I have seen believers who have been through a really tough time and even lost a loved one. And even soon afterwards, you're amazed. How can they be so okay? How can they be so content? It's because there's a source that they're tapping into which is not their own. It's the joy of the Lord is our strength. Come on, say amen. amen. Number three, if you are in a time of pain, know that joy will come again. I don't know what kind of year that you, you've been through. For some people, you might be on an absolute mountaintop. <sighs> Couldn't go better. Just having a wonderful time. For some people, you might be really, really at a low place. And I want to say to you, under the power of the Holy Spirit, I speak into your spirit, man. Would you receive this now? Your joy will be restored in the name of Jesus. Your joy will be restored. I remember myself going through the most difficult place, point in my life. It was about two years before Choose Life started. It was about 14 years ago. I went through what was the darkest moments of my life. You know, there's a scripture that says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I didn't understand that scripture. I didn't know what it meant. And I was sick because I was so hope deferred. I was so depressed, so unable to function, so miserable. So, I didn't know that you could get to a place where hope is gone. Some of you know exactly what, I've talk, what I'm talking about. You've been there. You've been hope devoid, hope deferred. There is no hope in your life. I remember my youngest son, he was like one year of age at that point in time, coming, crawling up to, we were down on leave and he came crawling up to me with this happy little smiley baby face and, and it irritated me, irritated me because I was in such a bad space inside. Couldn't take his little smiling face. Some of you know what that's about. People around about you are so happy and you just know something's wrong on the inside. I remember during that time, 
By the way, be careful what you say to people who are going through a time like that. Be careful. Don't bring judgment. Job's comforters, so-called comforters, were meant to be bringing comfort. They just messed things up. Job kept true to the Lord and God rewarded him afterwards. But during that time, a guy came up to me and he said the following. As I was telling him of what I was going, on, going through in my life, he said, John, you're going to make it. I said, you think so? do you think so? Because I'm not sure. He said, John, you're going to make it. And I can tell you that God is the great restorer. I could not restore myself, but God restored me. And any blessing that I have in my life is all because of the great, gracious God that we serve. Can we give the Lord a hand of praise? He says, I will restore. And he restored my joy and my hope. Psalm 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. The same verse, verse 5 in the message says, The nights of crying your eyes out. There might be some people that you even cried your eyes out last night. Well, listen, the word says, The nights of crying your eyes out will give way to days of laughter. Just keep your eyes on your precious Lord Jesus and he'll bring you through the most challenging times. And I believe that sometimes we need to say, say to our hearts, beat again. You need to tell your heart, beat again. The scripture says, why so downcast on my soul? Put your hope in God. Sometimes you have to speak to yourself because you get so, you know, down and out. You have to actually address your soul. And you have to, from your spirit man, speak to your soul and say, why so downcast? Put your hope in God. I remember a story being told, and uh, it's in a book called Tell Your Heart to Beat Again. The story is told of an open heart surgery. During this open heart surgery, they had to stop the heart of the patient, do the whole surgery, and then restart the heart the surgeon and the team are there. They're busy doing everything they need to do to restart the heart, but they cannot get the heart started. Wow. And they try different things, and they try different things, and this is taking quite a while now, and so on. And eventually, in desperation, the surgeon leans over to the man, the patient who is obviously out under anesthetic, and he says, we're going to need your help here. Tell your heart to beat again. And within a few moments later, doof, 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 his heart began to beat again. I want to tell you that there is something about you under the authority of God declaring God's purposes in your life. Be careful that you speak things which are life-giving to yourself. Why don't you tell the person next to you, tell your heart to beat again. Tell them that. <laughs> tell your heart to beat again. And so I want to encourage you, don't camp out in the valley of pain. Keep pushing ahead. Listen to this. Valleys aren't permanent. You say, John, I've been in this valley for a few years now. Nonetheless, valleys aren't permanent. God is faithful to restore you. And let me tell you this, that as you keep moving forward, I believe with all my heart that joy will break forth again in your life. Do you receive that? Do you receive that? Wow. Now... I have more, more to share, but I think that's enough. <laughs> have you received enough today? Stand, please. Would you stand? We're going to pray. We're going to pray together.
You see, the oil of joy makes all the difference. And it says in Isaiah 61, it says that Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord being upon him, anointed by God, Jesus said to you and I, he said that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because God has anointed me to preach and to heal, proclaim liberty, set people free and all of this. And then it says to console those who mourn in Zion, listen to this, to give them beauty for ashes. And here it is, the oil of joy. Jesus gives you the oil of joy. This is not something that you generate. Do you hear the words of the Lord today saying that His Spirit is upon Jesus to give you that oil? How many of you want to receive that oil today? Would you just begin to lift your hands as I'm going to pray for you now? Father, we look to you, the oil giver. We look to you, the one who takes our ashes and gives us beauty. And now I pray as your people have uplifted hands to you to receive, I ask you, Father, release your oil. Jesus, release the oil of joy. Holy Spirit, anoint us with the oil of joy. Because this oil is your gift to us, not to be bought with money. This holy unction comes from you, Lord. And this golden oil is conveyed from you. This oil of joy is very valuable. It is of great price and of, to be greatly desired. And so let's just take a few moments longer and you just receive. You consciously just take it in. It's of the Lord. It's not of your own doing. It's of the Lord. Oh, pandatilie, sombro copre, sembre, sende. Manano, sembre, ki, sende. Batatu, yo sombro. Batanu, sende, sombro. You give oil, Lord. Yes, you give oil. You give joy to our hearts. Sin in the do. Yeah, 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 yeah. We receive your all. Now may the God of hope fill you with all Joy, Do you hear that? All joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for your joy. Now go ahead and give God a shout of praise and put your hands together. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Say the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. God bless everybody. Go in peace and may the Lord be with you.